0: The day is getting longer, the plant sprouts, Yang energy ascending, and we can feel the warm breeze. Where is this wind coming from? Who made the clouds and where are they made? These are said to be the very first questions the founding master, Sutesan asked, which eventually led him to the Enlightenment. Like Thesan started his spiritual journey with a question about wind. And with the recent arrival of the winds of spring, the passage spoke to me. The Founding Master said, I have taught you the dharma of commanding the wind. The laws are the northwest wind, and the way and its virtue is the southeast wind. These two winds are the main principles that together regulate our world. The teachings of all the Buddhas and sages since time immemorial, as well as our own doctrines, are the method that makes the southeast wind blow. However, the influence of the southeast wind does not occur through mere preaching or verbal explication. You must make it manifest in your actual practice by first having it blow deep in your minds. You must become commanders of the southeast wind wherever you go by studying and applying widely all the doctrines you learn." End quote. Korea is a peninsula of the Asian continent, so we have seasonal wind, the cold dry northwest wind in winter, and the hot humid southeast wind in summer, which brings life and nurtures all things in nature. You can call it harmonious wind. This passage of southeast wind was in my mind as a Wadu, Kuan koan, over a month. One day, a thought crossed my mind. After the weekly English workshop with a member from the Manhattan temple as a teacher, and with with other gyo The topic was racism. And the question came to my mind. Am I racist? Yes. But no. According to the dictionary, racism is having, reflecting, or fostering the belief that race is a fundamental determinant of human traits and capacities, and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. I sometimes sensed dry, cold-hearted wind blowing in my mind. Even though I don't express it out loud when I look deep inside my mind, I sometimes wonder if I hold certain stereotypes about different people. I wonder about this because I know that other people can have stereotypes of me. When I visited other countries, I remembered having heard about anti-Asian prejudice and I worried. What if they look down on me, ignore me, or treat me badly because I'm Asian? To be honest, there were times when that kind of thinking made me feel intimidated, even when everyone around me was friendly and polite. All my intimidation actually came only from my mind. I have also heard the term model minority applied to Asian people. It means that we are all supposed to be quiet, docile, hardworking, studious, and polite people. Well, some of these qualities such as being polite and hardworking are ones that we strive for, but when I, when I think about it, uh, it doesn't feel that great. It feels a little patronizing. While I considered others' biases about me, I was simultaneously seeing others in a biased view. Unlike the United States, Korea is a nation comprised of a single ethnicity, and people of different colors stand out. So, when I used to see immigrants in Korea, in some ways, I pitied them. Maybe because they are away from home and their family doing manual labor and sometimes not being treated well. I also heard the news that runaway immigrants became illegal residents causing problems. So, when I encountered them, I sometimes thought, oh, what if they cause some problems? while feeling sorry for them and a bit superior at the same time. Of course, there are some characteristics that people within any given community share in common, but we all are different and it is often dangerous to generalize these attributes to everyone. The racism I projected and experienced was mild, not so spicy, but When you take such a small prejudice for granted, it will gradually build up and grow. Similar to how our society gets divided and polarized into the extreme, I was worried that if I didn't deal with these small prejudices now, someday they would grow and transform into tolerance. Fortunately, my military service helped me with this perspective. During my two years of mandatory military service in Korea, I was fortunate to serve in the United States Army. From friends who had just turned 18 and enlisted, to sergeants and officers with years of experience in the military, I met many people who were of Latin American, white, black, Filipino, second-generation Korean, Irish, and Indian heritage. Luckily, in working together, I came to the conclusion That I didn't have to think so hard about our difference and preconceptions. Actually, I've never noticed any of that at all. Other than our military ranks, we were treated equally and the experience of fellowship in that confined time and space made it easier for me to deal with people from different backgrounds a little more comfortably and naturally. But like the wind which never stops. Sometimes, prejudiced thoughts come up unconsciously. Our mind is expressed through thoughts, words, and actions. And through those, as well as repeated habits and karma, one's self is created. As the thoughts pile up, I needed to do something. To help me with this preconceived notion, and to awaken the me who discriminates unknowingly, I do meditation and practice that helps me to stay awake and aware. And here comes my meditation journey. Unlike many practitioners, I wasn't a fan of meditation from the beginning. There were lots of struggles on my meditation journey. At first, I struggled with constant sleepiness. During the first year of the seminary course, we got a chance to stay with the head dharma master, Venerable Gyangsan Nim. One early morning, we were meditating in a small room when suddenly I heard a loud thud. I opened my eyes and found myself lying on the floor with my head (laughs) down. Yes, it was me. While dozing off, I lost control of my body, fell asleep, and was knocked out. I really felt ashamed. But now I can say our mind goes together with our body, and I take care of my body, my health, and get enough sleep for morning meditation. The second struggle was the pain from the posture. When I sat down, I felt like Every part of my body was crying, my knees, ankles, back, neck, and etc. I moved my numb legs every five minutes. I couldn't sit still. So I admire your presence here. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I had chronic lower back pain that got worse when sitting. It wasn't easy. So, to to develop the muscles around my spine, I exercised and now, even with slight scoliosis, I have no pain. Also, by doing enough stretching and yoga before and after sitting and adjusting my sitting posture to flat, now I feel very comfy. Thirdly, and most importantly, sitting meditation wasn't fun at all i knew it was the best way and very essential for my practice and spiritual journey i knew lying down made me fall asleep standing made me move and made my knees hurt but i just didn't like it i actually hated it (laughs) (laughs) so so i found an alternative that is chanting do you know this? In the, in our scripture, the benefit of sitting meditation and chanting, sound meditation is exactly the same. After chanting for 20, 30 minutes, I could feel something like a vibration or emptiness. It was not like sitting meditation, where all you feel after 20 minutes is nothing but pain in the butt. After chanting, my mind became calm, and then I presumed this might be the state of samadhi, deep concentration. I did walking meditation, and I also tried to concentrate on sitting, starting from 3 to 5 minutes, and gradually increased the time until I could feel heaven. As sitting became more comfortable and the duration of being awake increased by little by little, a lot of thoughts arose. In the beginning, I followed all those thoughts. It was fun. You no, know, I'm awake still. It is better than sleeping. I brought up all old memories, unleashed my imaginations, and sometimes came up with good ideas which I could not remember afterward. (laughs) But one day I thought, early in the morning, overcoming sleepiness, struggling with my body, sitting. Is it worth chasing my wandering thoughts? Then I made made up my mind and tried something to be focused. I put an image of a dot on the floor and looked at it. But because my eyes were open, uh, I had more random thoughts. So I returned to my breathing. I inhaled, exhaled, abiding on tanjan, breathing in and out. Then, before I knew it, I was entering the state where there were no thoughts, no breathing, no me, and I was still awake. I was one with my true nature, together with the great. I was the universe, and all things, uni- all things in the universe were me. I felt connected. I was seeing the world clearly, unobstructed, no attachment, no judgment, no racism. The starting point of the wind of harmony. We are all different people, but there is one thing we share in common. That is our true nature. When we stay in that place, we still see the differences, but not as discrimination, and we are not drawn to them or influenced by them. The seed of prejudice is planted in the mind ground, which is originally free from disturbance, delusion, and wrongdoing like Iron Sang behind me. As Founding Master san said, we come to the service and practice to learn how to blow the wind of harmony. So whenever we see that one circle, Iron Sang, let us all become protagonists or commanders of the wind. Let each of us blow the wind of harmony that nurtures all spirits again this spring. Thank you.